Hey everybody, and welcome to Concert Conversations brought to you by the Palace Theater in Waterbury and also our great sponsor, Ion Bank. I'm Tom Forst, they call me The Suit, and I am thrilled to be here as your host. We've been doing this show now for over a year and have had a lot of great and some very famous uh, folks on the show. And uh, we're always really interested to talk about people who have some sort of connection with the palace and also people who are living in Connecticut. I I live in Connecticut and I know a lot of musicians here and uh, always excited to talk to people who are either musicians or behind the scenes. Today we have a friend of mine and someone I've actually heard who a very impressive uh, Eric Herbst. Hey Eric, how are you doing? Great Tom, great Tom. Thanks for having me on. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Now Eric and I know each other because uh, um, a while back the palace had an incredible show. I mean incredible. And it was called Concert Legends. Um, it featured uh, Mike Lapatino and Jim Koplick, and they talked about all the shows that they have experienced and all the people that uh, uh, were behind the scenes and the bands, and, and it was a great night. And a highlight of the night was a band called Dizzy Fish, and Dizzy Fish did a lot of songs that were in that era that we were talking about place was jammed dizzy fish was cooking away and the leader the leader of the band was eric so eric you guys did a great job the audience uh really really loved you oh thanks so much yeah it was a it was a great night and so jimmy and mike would talk for about 15 minutes and tell different stories about you know um those were they were all stories about bands that Jimmy had brought to the palace back in the seventies. Right. So um, it was a natural fit for my band Dizzy Fish to do the show because we do a we do a show called the Best of the Seventies. So when Jimmy would talk about the Dead, we would play a Dead song, and when he talked about um, and when I knew what he was going to talk about in advance because we had a couple meetings. So the last song I'd play of the first set would be a Bob Dylan song. And then the next, he would come back and talk for 15 minutes with Mike um, about different things, including Bob Dylan, you know, and so forth. But um, that's a beautiful place and a great stage. And from what I heard, the sound system was amazing. Yeah, um, uh, it, it is an amazing, I, I have, I've performed there myself and uh, I'm very impressed with that place. And I, I actually did a, one of the gigs was in the foyer. And I remember thinking, my God, I can hardly concentrate. This place is just so spectacular. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so I was an MC for this uh, event and uh, I really didn't do that much. You know, I introduced a few folks and, and got to sit back in the wings and saw you guys do it. So you have a, uh, one of the things that I noticed in, in these times, you know, when you see a band, uh, anywhere almost it's a trio you know or something like that or a solo trio um uh, sure your, your band is pretty big and you had some very impressive people in there you want to talk a little bit about that sure of course um well just for what it's worth we, i do trios all the time <laughs> yeah no i and i understand so i'm so do i i'm just i'm just making a comment that uh you know, it was really nice to see all that instrumentation up there and the the female singers, et cetera. 
Oh yeah, no, that's I'm saying I do trios all the time, but what I like to do is these big these big theater shows with my full band, Dizzy yeah. Fish. And in that band, I have um, two wonderful female singers. One is Angela Clemens, and Angela has sang with um, Aretha Franklin, Michael Jackson, Steely Dan, and Elton John. And the other woman is Sharon Jerry Collins, and Sharon has sung with um, Roberta Flack, Billy Preston, Whitney Houston, and uh, who was it who played the um, the Rose? Uh, Bette Midler. Oh, Bette Midler, yeah. And so many other people, and she—they've both of them have toured, and um, Sharon's been on Saturday Night Live. So these two beautiful ladies are like willing to sing backup for me, and it's just incredible. So um, when I do do a trio, I miss them like crazy, yeah. you know, because the, the harmonies aren't there. Yeah, um, but the rest—they the... they dressed up the band, uh, that's for sure. Oh yeah, well the, the rest of the band's pretty great too. Uh, the guitar player is Frank DeMeo. And um, I've played with a lot of cool people, usually just sitting in for a song or two. And like I play Slash and Joe Walsh, and I honestly think Frank is like a nat more natural, better guitar player. <laughs> you know, he's just like incredible. I, I love the way the guy plays. Yeah, he's and a great, then, uh, very smooth player. Yeah. And we've got Roger Post on drums. And, and Roger has done a lot. Uh, his background is more jazz and a lot of Broadway stuff. Um, you know, he's so he's used to sitting in the pit in Broadway. So when we get him out to rock and roll, it's it's pretty cool. Um, Johnny Zanella, we call him Johnny Z on bass. John has just got such a nice, easy sound, and he's just always right there. And, um, you know, a lot of bass players, I, I love blues bass players and stuff, but like he can play an Elton John song, which the, when the bass part is like completely musical. And it just sounds great, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So Johnny's awesome. Yeah. And um, then we've got uh, Josh Setti. And Josh is, you know, maybe tw maybe 30 years old, maybe. And um, he's a jazz keyboard player who's just, he's fit right into the band. He just he just joined a little while ago. And, uh, and he's, um, oh, I'm so sorry about that. That's my wife texting me three times. <laughs> Shit. You got to pick up a turkey or something. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's probably what it is. Um, it's funny story real quick is uh, I have a whistle for when she texts me. And uh, I was in the I was in the bank line once behind this pretty girl. And she texted me a couple of times and the girl turned around like I was, you know, whistling at her or something. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> so what's so the anyhow, rest of the um, story on that, Eric? Never mind. Yeah. Only so the so Josh, Josh Setti is a very welcome addition to the band. Mm -hmm. We're really excited to have him with us. And then we have a sax player whose actual name is John Saxon. Oh, wow. And uh, he's a really gifted guy. He's also a jazz guy. He plays in a lot of big band stuff, you know, sort of like the Charlie Watts and uh, Bill Wyman both like to do in big band music. Yeah. But, um, you know, he's just a, a great sax player and, and he adds so much to the band. So I'm like the luckiest guy on the planet, you know? I yeah, they all they all fit in really well. I'm, I'm you know, being a musician, I'm, I, I listen with, you know, kind of judgmental ears, I guess. And uh, I thought they all fit in really well. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. I do. I mean, I do, too. It's it's hard not to. I mean, as long as it, the music feels good, that's all that really matters. But once you really listen into a band, you hear a lot of things. And 
and I'm just lucky to have that in you know incredible uh, machinery behind me just kicking away while I sing sing these great 60s and 70s songs or mostly 70s songs I should say it's the best of the 70s we're doing most of the time yeah you know um and you should be pretty happy with the audience response uh, the palace when the palace put on this show um you know they were talking about audience and you know when I looked out you know from the wings I said man that's a good house uh it was a it was a variety of age group and uh they they really received uh you know you guys uh, with a lot of applause and I think there was a standing o wasn't there uh yeah, I think near the end. Well, we it was hard to it's hard to say. Um, when the house lights came up, I might have missed the standing O, but yeah. people, everybody was were standing because we were taking a picture. We always like to take a picture at the end of the show with the audience, right? And um, and the show the audience was going nuts. Yeah, it's it was it's a great show. It's a great music. I say the best of the seventies is a celebration of the greatest music of all time. You know, I mean, when you're playing the, the Stones, the Beatles, Pink Floyd, Van Morrison, the Eagles, um, you know, and the list just goes on, um, you know, CSN, Bob Dylan, it's just like, it's the best music in the world, as far as I'm concerned. You know, I'm, I, I love the 70s. So. Well, you know what? You won't get an argument from me. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> even my own kids, uh, you know, who are in their 30s are, are listening to that, that music and, you know, really t say great things about it so yeah. let's kind of talk about your past for a minute because you got a couple of things in your past that are kind of really interesting uh interesting to me um i know you've you've uh, played with some heavy dudes but you also wrote some songs why don't we talk about that a little bit sure sure well um what i was going to say was the other thing and just real quickly was about um the great thing about the 70s is it's not just rock and we get to play blues and we get to play other types of music and that segues into the fact that um whenever we do a show i do thrill is gone by bb king because i got to write a song for bb king um when i was 28 years old and i met the man like 15 times and he was just the nicest man i'd ever met and Actually, literally the first time I met him, uh, it was a funny story. I wrote a song called The Rainy Day Blues for him. And the only time on his schedule that he could record it was on the day of the Super Bowl. And he wanted to do it in Las Vegas because at the time, his house, he had a home in Las Vegas. Now, he traveled 200 nights. He played 200 nights a year. Wow. So he wasn't home very much. Yeah. But when, but when he was home, he was home in Las Vegas, so he wanted to do it there. So I tried to find a studio that was available on that day, and we ended up calling this guy who had a studio from a, um, a music store. And he had we had recorded everything on brand-new tapes The um, that – weren't available at every studio and we ended up finding this one studio that had the system and uh i asked the guy if uh if i could come in on super bowl sunday to, to record bb king and he's like no and hung up on me <laughs> oh geez really so, so i called i called back bb king's manager and i was like uh there's only one studio in vegas and the guy hung up on me and he's like give me the number and his name was sid seidenberg and sid was uh in a great old um 
manager. He managed a lot of people. I think he managed Ike and Tina Turner uh, and a bunch of other people too. But he eventually became pretty much BB was his exclusive client. But so Sydney took the number, called the guy, and uh, I guess the guy just didn't believe me, you know. Um, That's but, what uh, I Sydney, was thinking. <laughs> Sydney, 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 Sydney made it happen as he made lots of other things happen throughout the years too. So, uh, so now it's, we're going to go to Vegas and we're going to record with BB King. So this guy's got a house out in the desert and, uh, we're out in the desert standing in this guy's driveway, waiting for BB King to show up <laughs> and talk about being a surreal moment, you know? Um, <laughs> and, uh, so, so BB shows up with, uh, he, he was, uh, he had a, he used to carry his guitars and, um, would do his driving and stuff. And I met him a bunch of times. He was a nice gentleman, but, um, they showed up and he was carrying in Bebe's guitar and BB came in and, and I said, so Mr. King, did you like the song I wrote for you? And he said the nicest thing. He said, um, well, you sing better than me and you play guitar better than me, but do you mind if I do it my way? And both of those two things to me was like, the nicest lie anybody had ever said to me in my life. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I, I, felt... I interviewed somebody and I wish I could remember who it was, a, a pretty famous artist who said he was talking to B.B. King when he was younger and B.B. King said, listen, it's better to be a bad copy of yourself than to be a good copy of somebody else. And I yeah, thought, I mean, that's kind of what he's saying to you. You know, he's saying, do you mind if I do it my way, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. And, um, and of course, his way was much better. But so when we had recorded the song, I had sang B.B.'s parts and I had played you know, a solo on it or whatever. But as soon as B.B. was in the room, the t those two faders came down. You know? <laughs> so... Uh, it's like a seven minute song and I'm on it for about 30 seconds playing guitar in the intro and the rest of it, you know, I'm not on the tune. That's cool. That's cool. But, uh, yeah, no, it's great. And I, I had recorded it at the time with, um, all my friends in, in a band when I was 28 and the song was good, but about three years ago, I re-recorded all the instruments around BB um, with my new friends who've been now been playing for 30 years longer than that, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and I got like, um, uh, a horn guy who, um, sits in with the uptown horns when they're, you know, one of the guys can't make a gig mm -hmm. and, um, you know, just like top line musicians and we recorded it and the tune is killer. I'll have to send you a copy. Of yeah. It. I, w I would love to, I would love to hear it. We, we're going to talk a little bit more about your uh, future, uh, but first I would love to have everyone hear a message from our great sponsor, Ion Bank. We'll be right back. Business owners know you have to take control of your cash flow to grow your business. Ion Bank has a full range of cash management tools to help you save time, work more efficiently, and prevent fraud. It's never been quicker or easier to take control of your cash flow so your business can take off. Learn more about IonBank's cash management tools at IonBank.com, member FDIC. Welcome back, everybody, to Concert Conversations. Uh, today, we're talking to Eric Herbst, 
and he was the talent, uh, the band, uh, during a great uh, event that we had at the Palace Theater in Waterbury, uh, and it was called uh, Concert Legends. It was with uh, M- um, Mike uh, and and Jimmy Coplick, so um, Mike Lapatino and Jimmy Coplick, and man, they had some great stories, and boy, uh, Eric's band... Uh, really kicks and butt and the audience loved it and it was uh, bringing back a lot of memories for me so we were just talking about uh you and bb king so so let's let's talk a little bit about what's in the future for you eric and and dizzy fish what's what's happening in the future well what i've been i've been doing more and more um theater shows and um we right before the pandemic I sold out the Ridgefield Playhouse, the Dome at the Oakdale, and a 900-seat theater in Milford. Wow! And then the pan and then the pandemic hit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, we we, uh, we just we had another date at the Ridgefield Playhouse that was postponed a year, and we just played that in September, and we sold that out, and it was great. And uh, we're doing a little theater in Fairfield. It's um it's called the Shoe Community Theater. It's right on Route One in Fairfield on. Um, the eleventh uh, of December, and uh, that's that's a great little theater. It's funny because that the palace was designed by the same guy that designed that theater. I was researching the both theaters, mm. and they were both designed by the same guy. Oh wow! But um, so going forward, um, I'm just trying to, to do more and more theater shows with the full band. In fact, right now I'm talking to the palace about. Um, a June 18th date next year on a Saturday night uh, doing a best of the seventies show. Um, and uh, you know, it looks like it's going to happen. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's great. Um, you know, it's, it it it, 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 it's more than music, you know, for guys, at least my age, you know, I lived through all that. Um, and when I hear a song, and that's that's the interesting thing about hearing songs you already know. When you hear a song, it's not just the music; it's the memories uh, that track along with uh, that music. Even the stuff you were playing at the at the concert legend show. I uh, man, I I was thinking about a lot of songs. Some of the stuff I couldn't repeat even on uh, on air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you also have some recorded music, and you mentioned a little bit about uh, the song um, with B.B. King. And remind us what the name of that song is. The Rainy Day Blues. The Rainy Day Blues, okay. The Rainy Day Blues. And, um, uh, yeah, basically I have a website, um, dizzyfishmusic.com, and um, I'll put that song up on that website so that anybody who wants to come and check it out can listen to that song. Um, yeah, but, let's uh, let's spell dizzy fish because a lot of times people go to look for things and they don't find it. So how uh, what's the spell the site out if you would? Sure, it's d i z z y f i s h music dot com. Dizzy fish music dot com. Um, yeah, and you can just go to um, follow the menu and you'll find it. And then the song is I'll put it up there so it's pretty easy to find. Okay, so you know, one, thing I, one thing I wanted to say before we went on to my original music is um, we've, we haven't really mentioned it, but we're not really a cover band. We're playing cover songs 
But I, I think you realized when you saw us that we were really sort of making the songs our own in a lot of cases and just playing them with passion and energy. And, um, you know, so it's, it's more dynamic than just trying to do note for note. Because you had mentioned about how, you know, just don't, instead of trying to be a copy of someone else, be yourself. So the way I look at it is all the music that Dizzy Fish plays goes through the filter that is Dizzy Fish. You know, it's like if the Stones played Not Fade Away, it sounds different than when the Grateful Dead play Not Fade Away. Sure. When I play a song, I play it the way I hear it and feel it. Now, if we play Stairway to Heaven or Comfortably Numb, we try to play it as perfect as we can because those songs are just untouchable. But if I'm going to do uh, Dead Flowers by the Stones or, um, you know, uh, Knocking on Heaven's Door or something, then I'm going to do it. The Dizzy Fish is going to do it their way. And we're going to put a lot of life and energy into it. And it's not just going to be like an attempt to copy what somebody else had done in the past. Yeah, I, I applaud you for that. Um, you, you're right. I mean, and, and you know what? There is talent uh, in learning something note for note and playing it faithfully. It, it's talent, but it may not exactly, and I'm, I hope I don't upset anybody. It, it's talent, but it may not be art in my view. Uh, but taking a song and making it your own, to me, that's just to me. It's art, you know. So, you know, I applaud you uh, for doing that. Thank you. And yeah. I do want to agree that go, the guys who play stuff note for note, they're amazing. Yeah. Um, but usually if you put a bunch of people in a room and you try to all play a song note for note, it sterilizes it. All those people who are talented um, can play it with their own, instead of trying to play it with the feel the guy had in the record that he never even played it that way again, you know, um, play it the way you feel it. And if you feel it, then the audience feels it. And if the audience feels it, you've got a rocking band. Amen, brother. Amen. So Eric, uh, I agree with everything you said, and thank God, because I would have hung up on you, man, but, you know, <laughs> no, nah, I'm only kidding. Uh, no, you guys you guys are great and definitely uh, deserve some applause. Uh, I want to know, how in the heck did you come up with the name Dizzy Fish? Oh, God, I got to come up with a really great story for it, but uh, the, the reality is <laughs> my my sister Annie won Best Country Singer in Connecticut three times ah. and, be, and Best Country Singer in New England once. Wow. And she had a band called Black Moon, and when that band broke up, she was looking for names for a new band, and she said, she said, uh, I've got a name for my new band, and I said, what is it? And she said, Dizzy Fish, and I went, Oh, I love that name. That's a fantastic name, right? So I was all like bummed that she thought of this amazing name because I've been trying to think of a good name for 20 years. Um, but anyhow, so the next day I asked her, um, hey, did you come up, did you decide on a name for your band? And she said, yes. And I thought, oh no, she picked Dizzy Fish. And she said, Annie and the Mixers. And I went, I'm using Dizzy Fish. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that that's actually a good story because I I thought you were going to say, well, Tom, don't you understand that that was an iconic you know, statement by one of the, the people that I played in the 70s? And I was going to go, well, I'm an idiot. But OK, well, that's that's good. So um, so you have a website. Uh, we heard about the website. 
you have music that people can uh, get. Um, do you plan on doing any more recording as the year goes on or the next year? Well, um, as we discussed earlier, like I'm sort of taking the winter as sort of a break. Um, and what I'm going to do is work on some original music this winter and work on my guitar playing because, um, you know, I'm, I'm 57 years old, but my goal is to get better every day. And uh, so I want to take some time to work on my guitar playing. As a matter of fact, I just, I just bought literally 10 slides yesterday because I want to learn slide. And I could, never, I could never find a slide that I liked on my finger. So I bought 10 of them and had them shipped. And I was just playing them right before we uh, started talking. And I was and like such a huge difference between one slide and another as far as how easy it is to play. Oh, yeah. So um, I'm totally, I totally want to take some time and write some more new music. And with the band that I've got, I just I can't imagine going into the studio with these guys and not coming out with some just really beautiful music. Well, I'm sure you're going to, and I, I hope people will look for Dizzy Fish, uh, and and you've got your website, which is Diz, Dizzy Fish. Say it again for me. Dizzyfishmusic.com. Okay, and your name is Eric Herbst, H-E-R-B-S-T, and I hope people will check you out. And I know you're going to be doing some stuff at the beautiful Palace Theater in uh, Waterbury. And if people have not checked that out, they really, really need to, because, man, it is uh, it is heaven gorgeous. on earth. Man. It's gorgeous. It really is gorgeous. And uh, the shows that they, they do are very well thought out. Um, also, the acoustics are great. Uh, it doesn't look, and, I, and again, I was on stage, so I'm looking out at the theater. I didn't see any bad uh, seats or anything. And occasionally, you, you know, even in New York theaters, you know, you you got some obstruction in front of you, but that's great. Listen, Eric, thank you so much for coming on Concert Conversations. Um, when you do your new music, uh, let's uh, circle around and have you guys back on. That sounds great, Tom. I really enjoyed it, and it was a pleasure talking to you. So, uh, you know, long live the Palace Theater. Yeah, amen. And everybody, uh, make sure you check out Concert Conversations. We got some great folks uh, that we have been interviewing over the past year. And I know that the Palace Theater is really setting up some great people for me to interview. So uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, thanks, Ion Bay. And look stay for us next on 618 next, next year, June 18th, Best of the 70s at the Palace. June 18th, Dizzy Fish. Thanks so much, Aaron. Take care. <laughs>